Well, hello there, friends and neighbors. Today I have the second episode of my book, The Boy. I hope you liked chapter one. If you did, let me know by clicking the like button. If you're new here, welcome. And if you like what we do, subscribe for more. This episode has some graphic details and may not be suitable for some listeners, so discretion is advised. For those of you who are coming in at this stage, I will once again do the introduction for you and then have the AI voice help me out because sadly my throat is still a little funky. I hope you don't mind. Okay, now let me get off here so you can listen to the story. As always, love yourself and others and I will catch you on the next one. I am your host, LT Bartek. Love you. Bye. The Boy by LT Bartek Introduction in the depths of Cashiers, North Carolina, a quaint and unassuming town, its tranquil reputation would be shattered forever. Where once it was celebrated for its serene state parks, enchanting hiking trails, and cascading waterfalls, a sinister presence lurked there, poised to rewrite the town's history in blood. It was here, in this unsuspecting haven, that one of the most malevolent predators to ever tread upon this earth would be unveiled. Janet Chase, a fearless and resolute police officer carrying the legacy of her father, would stumble upon this nightmarish revelation. Little did she know that her fateful discovery would plunge her into a treacherous dance, teetering between becoming a beacon of hope or a marked target. Chapter 2 Highway 107 Twenty minutes later, using her sirens, Jan skirted past the line of traffic, through the blockade set up by the officers to keep the looky-loos at bay, then parked in the first empty spot she could find among the other patrol cars. CSU and coroner vehicles. One of the CSU vehicles would be the one to take away the body, or in this case the body parts. She stood by her car for a few minutes taking in the scene, watching Officer Jones direct traffic, which was moving slowly past the area where the two CSU officers dressed in white overalls were laying out markers and taking pictures. Four officers were in the bushes searching for evidence, and the rest of CSU were busy doing what they do. Geez Louise. This is bad, Janet whispered under her breath when she spotted an arm lying in the bushes close to the asphalt. She walked over to the lead crime scene unit officer, Marty Anderson, who was bagging part of a foot into a medical bag. I have never seen any animal do this. What do you think did it, Marty? She asked, pulling up beside him. None that I know of. But on initial review, these look more like shark teeth than anything else. Come on now. What? Really? Dunno what to tell you. Jen, it is quite unusual, but these bite marks are like nothing I've ever seen around here. Jan snorted in disbelief and moved to take a closer look at the crime scene. Blood trails were everywhere, and bits and pieces of human remains lying at the end of each trail. Janet stood planted where she was and could only look around in shock. In all her five years on the force, she had never seen a crime scene such as this. Most of the animal attacks were not fatal, but this, this was something else. This city's list of crimes consisted of the occasional drunk and disorderly, grocery store theft, 
or missing pets with a few farm animals in between. Animal attacks were rare. But if one occurred, it would be bear attacks, wild boars, or bobcats. 90% of the time, the victim survived, but she had never seen mutilation such as this. The head of a young teenage girl was still lying in the bushes about six feet down off the road. Her torso, a few feet to the right, was ripped open, displaying to the open sky all her entrails, which were pulled out and lying all around her. From where she stood, Jan could see that parts of them had missing chunks. There was a thigh about four feet from that, but the leg was somewhere deeper into the bushes. Jeez, Louise Jan said again under her breath, not sure what to make of this and feeling overwhelmed. She stayed for the next hour monitoring CSU and helping with the looky-loos driving by, doing what she could to speed up the process. After a while, Jan saw the CSU officers packing and loading their fines into their vehicle and went to talk with Marty. So, what do you got for me, Marty? Jan asked. Based on body temperature, she has been deaded for about six hours. The victim is between 17 and 18 years old, Caucasian, between 5 feet and 5 feet 5. I won't know for sure until I get to the lab. She was backpacking. We found her bag over there in the woods. He pointed to a spot about 50 feet from the side of the road. Still nothing as to what might have killed her. Nope. But I will have more when we get her to the lab and check the saliva. Okay. I will come by later for the report. Stay safe. You too, Jan, he said as he turned and walked towards the driver's side of his vehicle. Jan helped to clear the roadblocks and made sure all the officers were set. Then, just as she was about to get into her car, her eyes caught something in the woods. But she blinked, and for one second, it was there and the next it was gone. She squinted, staring at the spot for a few more minutes, peering at and around the area but only the trees and brambles swayed slightly in the breeze. Her brows furrowed because, though the trees and brambles swayed, all the surrounding trees stood still because there was no wind, so what did move at that spot enough to move the trees without Janet seeing it? She stood still for a few more minutes watching. Still nothing. Then she sighed, got in her car, and drove to the station.